Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yeah. to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I'll cross up by Kobe. We'll float in Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on. It's fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. What's going on? We're back with the Posting Up podcast. I am joined by Big Jace and Justin Denorfrio. Guys, how we doing? Hey, okay. Good, good. Good. You're welcome. Uh, I think we we might be waiting on Sean and Isaiah. I'm not sure. We will surely find that out as the, the show continues here. But we are not talking NBA today. Another weekend of March Madness has gone by. So it is time to talk a little bit of college hoops again. Uh, so I believe it was Saturday and Sunday were the Sweet 16, and Monday and Tuesday were the Elite Eight. With yesterday night wrapping up the games in a in a thriller of a game. By the way, uh, we'll start talking about the Sweet 16. And Justin, I'll start with you. Um, whether it be in your bracket or just as a, as a college hoops fan, what's what's one team that was um, in the Sweet 16 that you're just you're surprised uh, did not make it to the Elite Eight? Um, I was very surprised that Iowa, Chicago, I was very high on them. I figured they'd make the run of the final four. Um, you know, Wayne Seagull had a really good game plan of trying to of figuring it out and, and all the mismatch zone or all the mismatch zones really confused, um, a lot of Chicago in that game. And I think that's why they really struggled. I figured they'd do enough after coming out the Illinois one, but yeah, I was, I was disappointed. Like, well, I thought they were a team that, you know, very high on to, to Make a run, Chase. What about you, man? Uh, I, I, I'm a I'm a big Pac-12 guy, but like seeing Alabama not get as far as they did and getting like that game was great, but to see them not go as far as I thought they they were gonna go that that was really really disappointing. But um, I really do got to say, also Cuse, uh I thought that zone was gonna get get. Uh, caused some problems with everyone, and and it did. But Houston came prepared, and I mean that's why they're in the final four, I guess. Right? Yeah, no, you're right, Sean. Welcome, thanks for joining us. Um, so I was just asking these guys. Uh, there's obviously some some shockers still going on here in the in the tournament. Um, but we're talking about the Sweet 16 right now. Uh, I just asked them: Is there a team that you think you were just surprised by that did not make it to the Elite Eight? 
Uh, yeah, I think Alabama was the team that I was uh, surprised by. Obviously, uh, it might have been the game of the tournament against UCLA, but uh, I thought they had a legit shot to at least contend with Gonzaga if they made it to the Final Four. But, uh, you know, some late free throws down the stretch. Obviously, you know, Herbert Jones missed those two big free throws with six seconds left. Uh, obviously, they would have went up one. So they had a chance to win it, and, you know, they went – 11 to 25 from the free throw line overall. So if you hit your free throws, they're, they're probably, you know, into the next round. But I was definitely surprised by that because they have the scores to contend with Gonzaga. Uh, obviously, they have a pretty good defense as well. So uh, that's one team I was pretty shocked by. Isaiah, welcome. How's your bracket doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They're at the bottom of the list. <laughs> I, uh, one of mine is right there with you, buddy. I don't blame you. This has been one heck of a year, although there are – uh, three, uh, two actually one seeds in the final four. But besides that, let's get to my next question here. Um, going on to the elite eight, uh, Isaiah, we'll st- I'll start with you since you just got here. If you if you uh, caught any of the elite eight games, uh, do you have a team in that round that impressed you the most? Uh, elite eight. Uh, that was last. Um, I think the UCLA game. That was last night, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, UCLA. They 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 actually impressed me. I was shocked when they beat Michigan the other night. I I won. I was I had Michigan in the Final Four against Gonzaga. Apparently, I was completely wrong by a three point shot. But things other things happen. But yeah, they've been playing pretty good as of late. Um, I don't know who the old guy in the crowd is, but apparently he's their good luck charm. So <laughs> yeah, I believe. I it's believe that is the co- yeah the coach's coach dad. Is That's the coach's dad. Yeah, I wasn't sure, they, but yeah, no, they're really um impressive team. I, I'm shocked. I did not have them going deep, especially as a number eleven seed. I probably overlooked them. So UCLA getting to where they are right now, I'm I'm really impressed with that. Yeah, I mean, this could be a pretty much a basic question, but Sean, we'll go to you next. You got it. Yeah, I mean, is your team UCLA? You got someone else that that really showed up for you in the elite eight. Yeah, UCLA definitely impressed, but uh, I would go with Baylor. Uh, Their win over Arkansas, I think that, you know, they came out firing right away. Uh, They got out to that big lead, and then Arkansas uh, started to come back a little bit late, but they were able to hold them off. And uh, just the the guard trio that they have is, you know, absolutely tremendous. Uh, Obviously, Macy Oteague had the big game, but, you know, Jared Butler uh, and Davion Mitchell also played well. So, uh, you know, they shot just under 50% from the field and, you know, 53% from three. So they do it super efficiently. Uh, you know, they they score with the best of them. And I just I think that, you know, that guard trio, like I mentioned, it, it's going to be really hard to stop for Houston. And uh, if they do end up beating Houston, I, I think that they'll give uh, Gonzaga some fits, too. I, I think that, you know, the way that they play is just absolutely tremendous. They all three of them can score and then, you know, they get other contributions from uh, their big men and then guys off the bench like Matthew Meyer. So uh, I think that Baylor, their win over Arkansas was definitely uh, really impressive. Uh, Justin, what about you? I, I actually have I thought I, I actually have Gonzaga because I really thought USC was gonna give them a game. I really did. I, I and I thought the Moby Brothers would give them some trouble inside, but they, they that game was over in two minutes. Uh, you know, Drew Timmy, Corey Kispert, they just got to the bucket every time it's the Moby Brothers. They did whatever they wanted to and they could not figure them out. Uh, and then Jalen Suggs, you know, he had eighteen and ten. Um, and then it's just the way they run their offense. Everybody is moving at every single second. Nobody is standing around that offense. And that's what I love about that offense and that team. Uh, they're just – and it's like there's quarter, there's five quarterbacks on the floor. They just make perfect passes right where they need to be every single time. I, I, I was – you know, again, I don't know if it's a fair to say if I – you know, but I was really, really impressed with the way Gonzaga played. Um, 
they took care of business. And that I thought that I know they won by 19, but I thought the game was more of a 25, 30 point outcome. It felt like. No, uh, yeah, Gonzaga, you know, they've been they've have by no means had um you know walk in the park matchups, but they're they're just taking everyone to town. And I, I agree with you. Um I also thought uh USC was gonna put up a better fight. You know, Evan Mobley He's a guy who's you know he's basically an NBA player playing out there. He's a raw prospect. He's gonna he's gonna be in the top five of the NBA draft coming up this next year. Um, I, I just think that Gonzaga has been so impressive, and you wonder, you know, you look at UCLA's seeding at an eleven, but then you also look at how at how they've played. You wonder, are UCLA gonna even stand a chance against Gonzaga? And I, I would sure hope so. I'd hope that's gonna be a good game because. UCLA has surely been putting up a fight uh, in this tournament all the way from the first four to the final four. But um, speaking of UCLA, <clears throat> Jace, I'll start with you since I didn't get to you on the last question. Um, uh, UCLA came in, I believe they had lost four, it was four or six straight games um, coming into the tournament. They were holding their breaths on Selection Sunday. They got into the playing game, started in the first four. Now they are in the final four. What's impressed you most about this team's resilience and the way they've played so far? Well, I mean, they've been able to get it done. They've been able to get the wins when they've needed to, which, I mean, there's a reason they're in the Final Four. But um, I do think that this was a the most wide-open quarter of the bracket. Um, I mean, especially with uh, Michigan, they really didn't uh, – that game uh, against UCLA, they really missed uh, Livers, and it really, really showed. And uh, I, I like what they're doing. I, I like what they did. They did. They proved that there is still a little bit of talent in the Blue Bloods this year. But um, uh, but it, I, it was really that Alabama win that impressed me the most. Being able to come back at. Uh, in the OT and just dominate and take control. Um, I, I think that they're the line, the Bucks going to stop at Gonzaga because every other team has had that way. But uh, they've really showed up, and and uh, I've been very, very impressed, and they, they should be proud of what they did this year. Um, Sean, what do you think? What's impressed you the most about UCLA so far this tournament? Uh, I think it's just their the overall versatility and uh, how they could beat you in so many ways. Uh, I think Johnny Juzang is obviously the star of that team, but they, they get contributions from really all over the board. Uh, Tiger Campbell, who has a tremendous name, by the way, uh, Tiger with a Y, that's, and he's got some great hair too, but he's a great point guard. Uh, I think he, he sets up the team really well, and he could also score the rock. And then uh, you got other guys like Cody Riley, who is a beast down low in the paint. Um, he, he obviously attacks the glass, and uh, he's a good post scorer. And then uh, Jamie Jacquez, who in the play-in game against Michigan State, he really took over. But uh, he's a bigger guard who could, who could stretch the floor and can also score in sky- – excuse me, score inside. But I, I think it's just the uh, overall versatility, the ways that they can beat you in so many ways. Um, so I, I think that, you know, the, it's not just their star player, but I, I think that, you know, they really get contribution from all across the board. Um, Justin, what about you? Yeah, I think for uh, UCLA, it's been, yeah, it's it's kind of been that they keep fighting. You know, again, that Michigan State game, they're down 11 at halftime. They could have rolled over. You know, they're missing three. You know, Chris Smith was the best player. He got hurt on New Year's Eve. 
Um, Jalen Hill, he left for personal reasons late in, in January. He's their backup big man, you know, who, you know, who gave him some good depth. And then um, Rashad Nixon, who ended up going to the G League. He was a five-star and committed to UCLA, ended up going to the um, G League. And, you know, down 11 Michigan State, they could have rolled over. You know, they controlled pretty much the BYU and Albany Christian game. But, you know, when Alex Reese hit that um, three against, you know, on Sunday night for Alabama, I thought that was the end of you. So I'm like, okay, Alabama's going to roll them here in overtime. But they shut them down in OT. They, you know, UCLA pretty much, I felt like, dominated that overtime session. And then they come out of Michigan State. They struggled the first eight minutes. You know, actually, the whole team struggled beside Johnny Juzang. And he kind of stepped up, pretty much did it all last night. But this team hasn't lied down. And, you know, McCrone's been a guy to it since then. He was never able to get out of the first weekend. Um, he's been really impressive for me, too. I, you know, um, he's really done a good job this tournament. Yeah, no, I mean, anytime you see a Cinderella story like this, especially, you know, Mick Cronin, who's a very, I wouldn't say decorated head coach, but experienced head coach in college basketball. Um, you like to see things like that happen, especially, you know, now that he's out of Cincinnati and UConn's out of the American. Uh, it's <laughs> nice, to, nice to see him doing some successful things with UCLA and 11 seed. Uh, we'll talk some final four matchups uh, coming up in just a second. We're going to run you guys an ad from Clovercrest first. I love wiffle ball. No other way to explain it. Just something about the game, the feel of the grass, smacking the ball all over the field, making plays. Diving head first, whatever it takes to get the job done. That's what wiffle ball means to me. Striking out grown men, watching their knees buckle on a call third strike. Sit out, bud. And then, of course, the home runs, the base hits, the big, big home runs at the big moments. That's a whiff of greatness. Join us all season long for the Joe Aguirre story, a CMG podcast. A wiffle ball goat, Joe Aguirre. <laughs> Make sure you catch that series coming up soon. Uh, that would certainly be an entertaining one, but back to some March Madness here. Um, basically, guys, I have two questions here, two main questions. Out of the three teams remaining, and um, we'll start with you, Justin. Who has the best chance of defeating Gonzaga? I'm gonna go because um, I think people are gonna. I'm gonna actually. Uh, it's been a tough one for me because I want to take Houston, but I think I have to go Baylor because Houston plays two half. You know, they like to play in the half court. I don't think the only you know. I think Baylor could have a chance with them if they get in a track meet because of how well they shoot the three ball. With on Vital, um, Mike Oteague, Mac Oteague, um, um, uh, Jared Butler, and then Jared, uh, I'm but with their four guards, and then you have Matthew Meyer coming off the bench. Um, even Adam Flager gives you like nine, eight points he can give you. Um, I worry about the size down low in the paint because I, I think Kisbert and, and Timmy could dominate down there, but I feel like if they can force Gonzaga, you know, if they can make a couple stops. Get some, re, you know, rebound the ball well enough with their side, with you know, all the sides they got to fake Gonzaga. I think they have the best chance. Um, but again, I, you know, 
it'd be, it, it's still, you know, obviously be very tough to beat them. Sean, what about you? Yeah, I think it's Baylor too. Um, I think that Gonzaga, you know, they've scored 80 plus and I'm pretty sure in every tournament game. So you're going to have to score. And I, I believe that Houston, they do have a great defense. They might be able to slow them down uh, if they do end up playing them. But I, I just don't think they could score with them. I think Baylor's got the best chance to do it, obviously, um, you know, with their dynamic guards. Uh, and, you know, like Justin said, uh, Drew Timmy might have a, a field day down there in the post. So if they could have someone uh, – if they could have someone that could even, you know, relatively stop him. I know that Baylor, they have a good uh, player that comes off the bench. I, he's got a crazy last name. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he, he's a pretty good rim protector. Um, so I, I think that if they could contain Drew Timmy, they have a good shot because uh, I think that, you know, uh, Baylor, their guards are pretty good on defense, especially pressuring the ball. So they might give Jalen Suggs and uh, Kispert some fits. But if Drew Timmy, you know, is able to do whatever he wants down low, then I, I think that they're going to have a rough time. But I, I think it is the, the Baylor Bears that do have the best shot of uh, beating Gonzaga. Jace, you going with the Bears too? Um, Yeah, yeah I think the Bears is just too easy. To do. They have so much depth. Um, and uh, – Gonzaga, what they really only play their their five starters. They do have Watson who, who comes in, but uh, when you are Baylor and you want to get play the tempo up, being able to rotate some guys out, um, I think that will help them uh, play as fast plays as they want to play. But um, I mean, UCLA can also give uh, Gonzaga some trouble as well. They also have some solid depth and uh, some, some solid guard play. So if that's what I'm going to be watching from UCLA to see how well that matches up if uh, we do get to see this Baylor-Gonzaga uh, game in the na- in the national championship. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, but how's this? I I just don't think anyone stands a chance. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I think your only hope is for self-destruction on Gonzaga's side. I think they have to just implode and kind of just, you know, not execute their game plan because if they're on their game, I don't think there's a single team in this tournament. And there hasn't been yet. I don't think there's a single team left that, that can get, can take down Gonzaga. Um, you, you know, an undefeated team, like we mentioned in the past, hasn't won in almost 50 or so, 50 or so years, but uh, this could very well be the year that, um, that Gonzaga breaks that trend. They've just looked absolutely phenomenal with the other undefeated teams, even in some of their wins before they get knocked out. You can kind of tell that, you know, other teams are getting to them and, and they're keeping it close and they're like, Oh, like, you know, uh, I don't know. I can't remember if Duke was undefeated with Zion Williamson, but um, they weren't, but, but I think even, uh, Kentucky was the last one. And uh, that's right. I'm thinking of Kentucky, but a lot of their games leading up to their their eventual loss, they they were they were kind of close. So you got to just watch out. Um, you know, Gonzaga, they just look so dangerous. I don't I don't see any of these teams standing a chance. Like I said, unless Gonzaga kind of implodes. Um, with that being said, uh, Jace, we'll start with you. We'll go in reverse order this time. Which final four matchup um, you looking forward to to watching the most coming up this weekend? Uh, I, I think it's got to be Baylor, Houston. Uh, just Baylor wanting to get out and run uh, with their depth, and uh, and then Houston playing very very well from the half court. Uh, one of the best uh, de- defending uh, three uh, opponent three point field goal percentage is in the nation. So uh, I think that that should be solid. I think if 
Uh, Houston can slow the tempo down. They they could stand a shot to uh, possibly pull off the, the upset, but uh, I just don't see that happening. Baylor's going to uh, – I think Baylor should just do what they do best and continue to thrive. But uh, it should be the best of the Final Four games, I think. Sean, do you agree? I do agree with you, Jace. Uh, I think that Baylor-Houston, it will be a good matchup because, obviously, like you said, Houston's uh, very talented on defense. So if there is any team that could probably slow Baylor down, I think it is Houston. But uh, they're going to need huge games from, uh, you know, Quentin Grimes and uh, Sasser. Uh, I think that, you know, they're going to have to score if they want to beat Baylor because, obviously, you know, like we've been talking about, they have a very high-powered offense. So uh, they do have the capability to do it. It's just we haven't seen it uh, too much uh in the tournament this year, but I think that, you know, they showed, you know, in conference play all year that, you know, they can, can, and obviously they play in the American, not a great conference, but you know, when, when they do want to show up, they, you know, they can score. So uh, they're, they're going to need it uh, when they play, when they play Baylor, but I think the defense will be there though. So I think that's definitely an interesting matchup. Uh, what about you though, Justin? Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I, um, I, this is going to be the better of the two matchups An old Southwest conference battle back in the, you know, yeah. 80s and early 90s. Um, and it's even like a father-son battle. I think Alvin Brooks senior, the third, is an assistant coach at Houston. And then his son, Alvin Brooks, is, uh, or Alvin, you know, the, the assistant at Baylor. So um little mm-hmm. father-son kind of um, battle there. But, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see how Baylor does against them on the glass. Because, again, Houston, they get 18 off and rebounds toward the state. They, you know, they don't have, you know, like their biggest guy in certain life six eight. You know, Calvin Sampson's teams are just built on, you know, they're hungry. Um, you know, they just they just go 100 miles per hour all the time. You know, they don't, there's no quit in those teams. It's a pretty much a mirror image of each other with the way they play defense. Um, you know, Houston's not a great scoring team like Baylor. The way they play defense is both teams like to trap, um, force turnovers. They play really hard physical defense. Um, this should be a good one. I'm cheering for Calvin to go, you know, to win one, but uh, I think Baylor will pull it out in the end. So this should be a good one Saturday night. Yeah, um, I'm kind of gonna go the opposite way. I'm just, you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for the underdog, so I'll be on the edge of my seat, or at least I'll try to be. Um, if Gonzaga doesn't just steamroll them right out of the gate, but um, UCLA Gonzaga, I think is gonna be very intriguing if UCLA can hang in there. But um. I'll certainly be um, shifting my attention elsewhere if if it's a if it's a blowout early in that one. Um, so with that being said, we'll focus on to the future, the national championship. Um, let's see. So I'll start with you, Justin. I want to know. I'm most intrigued to hear your answer here. What's as a fan, not even not even as your bracket. Um, for your bracket's sake, because you know, I'm assuming most of ours are just down the drain at this point. Uh, what's your ideal as a fan, your ideal national championship matchup? I, I, I you know, I want to see Gonzaga Baylor. You know, it got taken away from us back in uh December. Um, I, I think Baylor does have the best chance to beat Gonzaga. You know, like I said a few minutes ago, I don't know what's going to happen, but both these teams in a track meet. I think it'd be a really fun, entertaining game. Both, both the way both these teams shoot the three ball, uh, would, you know, they're first and second in the country three, in field goal percentage wise, three point shots. So I, I think it'd be really, really fun. Um, it guards, you know, like a Devin Mitchell, Jared Butler, you know, it's Jalen um, Suggs, Andrew Nemhart, 
I think it'd be a really, really fun kind of it, big game. Um, and I believe, I don't think, I know Baylor first time in 1950, but I don't, they've been in the final four. I don't think they've ever won a title. So it'd be two for the first time ever, you know, two programs that have never won a national t- championship too, which, you know, pretty cool to see. So I think that's going to be the most entertaining one, the game that the two best teams all year pretty much, which never really end up happening, but, you know, maybe this year it does. Sean, what about you? Yeah, I mean, Justin pretty much said uh, they're the two best teams in the country, uh, Baylor and Gonzaga. And then obviously, you know, a game that got taken away because of COVID protocols in December. But uh, we'll, we'll, I think we'll finally get to see that rematch. But I, I think if Houston does beat Baylor, that uh, Houston-Gonzaga will be a good matchup because I think Houston, out of the four teams left, has the best defense. And obviously, Gonzaga, you know, it has is probably the best scoring team in the country. So if there's anyone that could slow them down, I, I think it is Houston. But uh, Baylor Gonzaga is definitely the matchup that I would uh, want to see. That it's a lot of it'd be a high scoring game for sure, and I, I think it would be a instant classic uh, national championship. Jace, I see you starting to smirk up there. What are you thinking about? Uh, no, I mean uh, obviously the, the ideal one is going to be uh, Gonzaga Baylor, but I, I'm just thinking I, I would love to see. UCLA get there against Baylor and win because they name another team that's beat three number one seeds in the tournament. That would be a a pretty cool accomplishment. I mean, an 11 seed beating three number one. So that'd be be cool. But uh, yeah, the, the, it's chalk here. Gonzaga Baylor. (laughs) Like like, that's going to be the best game we're, yeah, no, the, the obviously the best and most competitive game would be Baylor versus Gonzaga. And like you guys mentioned uh, multiple times that it got taken away from us as fans in December due to COVID. So it would be very nice to see uh, that matchup actually happen this season. Uh, but like I said, I'm a sucker for the underdog. So I want to see UCLA versus Houston, uh, two teams who as of recently haven't had much success uh, national championship wise, I know UCLA has a very, very rich history with the national championships. Um, I'm not so sure about Houston. I think they might have one or two under their belt, but um, no, I, don't actually, I don't think they've won one. They've been the five no? final fours. I don't think they've ever won one. No, no. that's I, why I, I, I think they, they have won one with uh, when Clyde and Hakeem were there. I thought they lost all three final fours. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they did win one, but I thought they. Lost I, I think they won the first one and then lost the the next okay. two. I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna look that up right now. They have zero championships. Yeah, I, yeah, you could fact check me though. I might be wrong. I, wow. I think they won one though. No, it says they have zero. I can't. Oh, I, can't I was be- wrong. You know, I, yeah, Sean, I know I they mean, made it to three straight. I even said they yeah. had. They might have had two. I thought they had won at least one. Um, but then yeah, I'm surprised. You know, I'd like to see Houston get there and maybe take a win over UCLA or maybe have an 11 seed, like Jay said, um, beat if Baylor gets in and. Have an 11 seed beat three number ones in the same season. That would be pretty darn cool. But I think there's a lot of uh, interesting outcomes. I don't think we'll be upset at anything that happens here. Um, Two more questions for you guys. At the end of the day, tournament's over. Uh, Sean, we'll start with you. Who wins the NCAA tournament's most outstanding player? 
Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Gonzaga is going to win it. So then I, I'm going to go with Drew Timmy. Um, I think that, you know, he's been dominant, uh, especially from the second round on. He's had at least 22 points, five rebounds and four assists in the last three games. Uh, and he, he shot over 50 percent from the field in all those games. So uh, he's just been able he's been able to dominate, uh, especially from the post. I think that, you know, he's a tremendous scorer. Uh, he's got some great post moves down there. So uh, I, I think the mustache is, is going to win the tournament player of the year and you know including uh you know he had a huge game against oklahoma 30 points 13 rebounds four assists so he's just been absolutely dominant and obviously gonzaga is, is loaded as a team but i i think that he's been the the anchor uh going through the tournament so far so if gonzaga doesn't end up winning it i, I think that drew timmy will uh take the tournament or tournament player uh justin what about you yeah i'm with sean i think gonzaga wins the whole thing i got drew timmy um you know, a few weeks ago, people had this guy as a second-round draft pick. I, I think this guy put himself up to a uh, top-ten pick at the level he's been at. Um, he's carved up everybody. Um, I thought even the Mobley brothers could slow him down a bit, but they that, they couldn't even stop him. So um, I think he's going to have a huge game when, um, on Saturday with uh, Jamie Jacquees Jr. You know, has to guard him, and he's a guard. I, I think he could tear him apart. I think he had 25, 30 points Saturday night, which would help his cause. Drew Timmy's been unstoppable this tournament. What about you, Jace? Uh, I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to go Jalen Suggs. Uh, I, I like just what he can do all, all over. I mean, even the other night, getting 10 boards for, for the uh, for the Zags. So he, he can do it all. He's great at facilitating uh, the, the Gonzaga offense. And even when he does need to step up and get a basket, he can get it. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why he's the out of this Gonzaga team the highest on everyone's draft boards. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Jalen Suggs because he's been – he's just he's really good. I mean, you know, that's not a bad pick, but I'm going to take the cheap way out and I'm going to I'm gonna go with Sean and Justin and I'm going to just go with Drew Timmy because this guy, not only on the stat sheet, but impact-wise, uh, just his energy out on the on the floor has impacted Gonzaga. So, so um, – to a point where you know you feel like they just have such a such a leader in him, and such a great player as well. I, I think that this guy is unstoppable. I think he's going to have a fantastic Final Four, which will only cement the award to go to him. Um, then I, I hate I hate to like you know go with the uh, <laughs> the status quo and pick the guy that everyone else is picking, but at this point it's kind of hard to pick anyone else. So. Um, uh, if yeah, I was just gonna say if Baylor wins it though, I think Davion Mitchell uh would be the one that would win it from Baylor because you know he's been consistently giving you you know 15 points, five assists throughout the tournament and pretty much all year, and uh he he really makes that uh Baylor offense go just not with just his scoring but his playmaking. So if they do end up be uh upsetting Gonzaga, I think Davion Mitchell would uh take that award home. No, uh, yeah, that's a, that's also a good pick, but that's if Gonzaga loses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's funny, but um, you know. I'm all for Baylor beating Gonzaga. Let's keep that undefeated streak uh, out of the out of the uh, the championship talk. Um, and so, just before we go here, my final thing I wanted to get here from you guys: final four matchups. Let's get some score prediction and winners. Um, and you might as well throw your national championship score prediction in there as well. So, Justin, we'll start with you. Go to Sean, then Jake's. All right. Um, so in game one, I got Baylor knocking off Houston. I I get the score seventy-two to sixty-six. I think Baylor will do enough to get over the Houston Cougars. Um, and then on the other side, I think Gonzaga wins like eighty-three 
the 68. I think UCLA will pull up some points. I'm hoping it's a close game. I'm, somehow UCLA can keep this thing close, but I don't see it. And then Gonzaga, national championship game. I think they win a high scoring one. I think it's like, and I'll go, like, I got a 85 to 70. I think Gonzaga hit some shots like the pull, pull head. Sean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Justin took my exact score for the the Baylor Houston game. I think Baylor oh, wins wow. seventy two to sixty six. Yeah, that's why I laughed when he said it. But uh, Houston, they haven't let us. Uh, they haven't let a team score more than sixty one points in the tourney so far. But I, I think that ends uh, on Saturday. So I think Baylor pulls that one out. Um, and for UCLA, I think it was a great run. But uh, Gonzaga is just too loaded. I, they're the, obviously the best team in the country. But I, I do think the Bruins will cover. Uh, it's a fourteen point spread. So I, I think they'll cover. I think they'll. End up losing by 12. I got Gonzaga 81-69 in that game. And then uh, in the national championship, I I, I think that streak of uh, no perfect team continues. I'm going to go with Baylor uh, with the upset over Gonzaga, and I have them winning 84-79. Uh, to 79. Jace? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm I, I, I'm going chalk, and I think it's chalk by dominance. I, I think <laughs> Baylor's going to be able to get out and run against Houston. Uh, like a 78 69 nice um uh score there and then uh Gonzaga I think just dominates UCLA like 80 to to to, to 60 like just dismantles and I think Gonzaga is going to come in and just like I think Baylor's I think it's going to be a tough high scoring game uh I think the over, if you're a betting person, it's, we're going over. Master and over. I think, yeah, uh, in the 80s, I'm going to go eight, 86, 89 final as Gonzaga gets the dub. Those are some good picks, guys. Um, let's see. First matchup, Baylor and Houston. I am going to uh, – I'm going to pick Baylor. I'm going to have them go um, – uh, let's see. I'll go them 78-61. I think Houston's going to run out of gas. I think it'll be close in the first half, but I think Baylor's just going to go on a go on a, uh, an incredible run, uh, maybe 12-14 nothing run and kind of seal it out there. Uh, Gonzaga versus UCLA. Uh, I think this one's going to be a little bit closer than a lot of people think it is. Um, I think Gonzaga will end up winning 88-78 though, pulling away with some some clutch buckets there at the end. And then in the national championship, Gonzaga versus Baylor. I will also take Baylor to pull out the upset with Sean. I will have like, like you guys, yeah, like you guys said, I think this is gonna be an insanely high scoring game. I'll go 91-88 for my final uh Baylor like over Gonzaga. All right. So it should be a fun weekend of basketball. The national championship takes place on Monday at 9 p.m. Uh hopefully uh some people will win some money. I don't know. Uh, if you guys are ahead of the game in any of your bracket challenges, I know I'm not. But um, it should be a fun weekend of basketball. We'll be back on Saturday at 1 with a, another NBA edition of the Posting Up podcast. Uh, Justin, thanks for joining us. Sean, Jace, thank you as always for being on. Um, I appreciate you coming on, Justin, as always. And um, we'll see you Saturday, Saturday at 1 for the Posting Up podcast. Peace.